With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, May 17th, and we continue to answer your financial questions every single day. Although Mark wants to really blow up the weekends. I don't know, Mark. I'm still, I don't know. Maybe we should. I I go back and forth. I just feel like people are so used to us. We want to be in your ears every single day. And uh, that way, if you want, you can be like, oh, I downloaded it. I listened to it or wasn't that great. I mean, I can't imagine that's the show because... We have so many great shows. If you think you need a little break from us, I understand. But really, if you want more of us, the way you can do that, that's much more fun, is to go to our website, jillonmoney.com. We've got another podcast called Money Watch. We have a radio show. There is video of my television appearances. And there are links to buy the book. There are links to subscribe to our new service, Jill on Money Live. You could just become a Jill on Money super fan. You could. Or you could just listen to us every day and make sure that you are subscribing and then you don't miss a day. And you can listen to a few at a time because they're nice and short. Anyway, we'd love to hear from you. JillOnMoney.com. That's the website. Contact us button. Today, we're talking to James, who's on the line from Nevada. It's Nevada, not Nevada. Right, James? I go with Nevada, yes. Nevada. Okay, I got it. What's going on in Nevada? First of all, thank you, uh, Jill Mark, for having me on. And I was hoping you can help me with a few questions as I do some financial housekeeping. I like that. What's going on? Tell us about yourself and how we can help you. My wife and I um, have four kids. My wife Four? Is, yes, four kids. How old are you? I'm 51 and my wife is 46. Okay. How old are the kids? Let's run down. Uh, 12, 10... Uh, nine and five. It's a lot of kids, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> Keeps us busy. I guess so. Are you both working in the home, out of the home? What's up? Uh, my wife is working, is a stay-at-home mom. So she works very hard with that. But um, And the pay sucks. And the pay sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I do everything I can. I work outside the home uh, to help support the family. Okay. How much do you earn, James? 
Um, I earn with my bonus uh, about three sixty five a year. Wow, that's a good chunk of money. Are you putting money into a retirement account on that income? Yes, we're maxing out with uh, catch up contributions, and then my wife and I both do the uh, traditional IRA as well. Okay. So we have a four hundred one a Roth four hundred one k through work. So tell me about how much the balances look like right now. In the traditional, uh, there's a million fifty-seven, and in Roth, it's about five hundred and thirty thousand. Okay, great. And any money that you guys have in uh, brokerage accounts, or you know, any other sort of slush fundy fund accounts, what do you got going? Uh, we have one hundred and sixty-five thousand in a brokerage, um, sixty thousand in I bonds. And fifteen thousand in crypto. We have a six thousand dollar FSA from a while back, and then we have a fairly uh, large cash position, which is CDs and cash. First of all, how much and how come it's so big? Um, it's one point seven five million. Oh my God! You're not kidding. That's that is big. Do you have it earmarked for something? Well, that's what this financial housekeeping is going to uh, help us with is okay. to allocate that. Um, some of that is from uh, some property sales over the last year or two. And some of that is from insurance and insurance uh, payout. We were involved with the wildfires. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. That stinks. How about your home? Do you uh, own it or are you a renter? Uh, we Our primary home is worth two million hmm. and we owe nine fifteen and we have a thirty year three point two five percent. That's great. Uh and you're happy there? No change in, in the coming future. Yeah, we're even happier with our low interest rate, yes. Yeah, right. I mean, I keep saying to people, they're like, why is inventory so low? Who's giving up three and a quarter percent mortgages? Even if you found the dream house of the dream house, right? Right. How about for the kids? Are you putting money away for college for them? We have five to nine plans. We're putting away um, currently a thousand a month for the four of them, so two fifty each, and they have uh, balances of about seventy five thousand each right now. Seventy five thousand each—that's a lot. Good for you guys. Are they all going to be running rebels? Isn't that what the UNLV is? That is. Um, I think they're currently in private school. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to plan for a private school or out-of-state public school. Why, you snob? Uh, you no, know, I just, my wife How much, wanted them in private school. So Hold on, there. hold on. How much does private school cost for the four of them? Give me the number. I'm just dying to know. Um, currently, it's about 45000 a year for total. Oh, total? That's not bad. Yeah. You see, I'm like in New York, like Northeast craziness. I thought you were going to tell me 45 grand each. And I was like, how are you doing that? So yeah. 45 grand total is not terrible. Okay. Besides the cash that's outstanding, anything else that's going on for you guys that you think is part of the housekeeping? Do you have estate documents? Do you have life insurance? Like what's going on on that side? The other part of the, um, I guess the cash, uh, we have uh, rental properties. Aha. Uh-huh. Rental so, properties, plural. Yes. Four of them I purchased before I got married. So I've had those for more than 15 years. And then we purchased three additional ones uh, last year. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So how are we going to account for this? So are the four pre-marital properties, are they carrying mortgage debt or not? Yeah, they all have uh, mortgage debt and they're all uh, income positive. Okay. And what about the three you just purchased? They all have mortgages as well because it's just under a year for all three of them. Two of them were positive. One was negative. Okay. Just because of the higher interest rate, I think. Mm-hmm. So net net, when you're doing your taxes and you look at the rental property section, you're still cash flowing positive, even with one loss. Do you have an estimate of what like, not the tax loss, but like real cash flow after you pay all your expenses for seven properties? Do you have an idea about how much money's coming in monthly? It's about 30000 a year. That's and, after all the costs, uh, repairs, yeah. uh, property management company, all that stuff. How much equity do you think you have in all these properties? Around $1.2 million. Wow. That's a lot. And there's probably going to be a very nasty tax hit for those first four. What's the game plan with these properties? Um, I don't really have a game plan. Uh, <laughs> And I figured our rental income would, you know, shortly here in the next couple of years, it's going to be like around 30000 a year. Yeah. And so um, that might help supplement because we do spend a lot of money. How much do you think you spend? Currently, it's uh, 16000 a month. I not- like that it's exactly sixteen. It's not fifteen. It's not 20 It is 16 Jill, with the private school, right? Uh, that does include private school, and that's about 4000 a month does not include our retirement savings though. Okay. That's okay. But I mean, you do earn a lot and you have saved a lot. So it's hard for me to figure out the real issue here. Like you save so much money. How have you saved this much money? You know, probably some of it's come from refinancing the properties over the years to mm-hmm. buy other properties like a cash out refinance. Uh huh. And also up until about three years ago, my salary was higher, at least a couple hundred thousand higher. Oh, wow. In an ideal world, I want you to paint me the picture of what you want to happen in your longer term life, because, you know, you do have a five-year-old. So that kind of, does that mean you're willing, you're going to be, you're planning on working, you know, until your full retirement age till 67? Uh, 62 would be the the top end, I think. Really? I'd like to know I could do 60 if I wanted to. But 62 would be the top end because I'll be eligible either at 60 or 62. I will get a pension. What's the pension at age 62? Uh, 89000 after the survivor benefit. Wow. Man. And 71000 a year would be at 60. I always say 62 seems fine. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you, do, you have young kids. Come on. I do. Though. So one will still be in high school. So. Right. I, I mean, can't do too much stuff. Do you think when you look at your, um, let's look at your social security benefit. What do you look like at age 67, like your full retirement age? What's it? What's the number there? Combined or just? Yeah, combined. Why not? 60 a year. So, you know, we're not six, we're not 16 a month, but you're poor. And this is, of course, those, the pension and the, and the social security benefit are, of course, taxable. But still, we are pretty close. We're three quarters of the way there. I get it. I see that this can work. You, yes, you can probably retire at age 60. 
I'm just trying to think about the 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 deployment of cash right now. So I'm going to just leave the real estate aside because ideally at some point we've got to clean this up because I don't know if you actually want that income. I don't know if it's if like you think about it, if you've got a, you know, one point two million dollars of equity and you're cash flowing 30 grand a year, it's good, ex- but only it's only good if you know, we don't have some big problems or there's not dips where you have to take a hit and it's really not 30 a year. It's 20. You know, it's not it's not awesome. It's good. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is there some idea about consolidating these or holding them forever or what? You know, I, I heard about some ways to kind of off ramp uh, like yeah. a Delaware trust or something like that. Yeah, but- a, it's usually a, a 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. So the way this would work, and, you, and again, this is a way to to kind of move taxation into the future. So let's say that you've got those four properties and they've got a very low cost basis and you've been depreciating the heck out of them over the last 15 years, right? Could we sell all of them and buy one different property with all those proceeds and roll any tax liability into the new house? You can do so through something called a 1031 exchange, a like-kind transfer. In other words, you don't have to do four and get four other properties. You could say it's just a different kind of rental property. You'd have to get a lawyer. You really is, you know, it's a really interesting way to help people manage the tax liability that comes when they've been very successful at renting properties, you know, of, of buying rental properties. So it's certainly worth considering. You don't have to do anything with it now, truly. You can just like, let's put this aside. Because essentially at this point, you, if we wind the clock forward and it's, you know, 10 years from now, you'll have your 89 grand a year. We'll eventually get your social security. You'll have 30 grand a year from your rental properties and you'll have a lot of money that you've invested. You know, you've got one and a half million dollars in retirement assets and other stuff here. We haven't even talked about the CDs and the cash yet, but you know, you're in great shape. You really are. So I think there's a big question I have about the CDs and the cash. And that is, is there some level of comfort that you have? Because it sounds like, you know, like you said, you you used to earn more money. Is there some level of comfort that you would have by keeping some extra cash on hand? Yes, I think, you know, probably uh, a year's worth of emergency fund. And also, you know, I like to keep maybe a couple hundred, 200,000 just for emergencies for the, the the real estate part of it, you know, right. roof and things like that. Right. So again, you know, there's 160 and 100. So, I mean, I'm talking about 300, you got one and three quarters. What about, let's, let's just say that we... You know, let's say we took three fifty off the top, okay, just for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. And now you're left with your, you know, with the balance. Is there some way that you are interested in allocating that money that's left, that one point four, in like, oh no, I want this all in the brokerage account, or are you okay with us trying to figure out whether we should pump some extra money in those five twenty nine accounts? Yeah, I think I need to pump some extra into the five to nine, and then. I don't know if I need to save any additional money for maybe Roth conversions or anything like that in the future. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it depends. Um, I feel like you're in a you're in a pretty high tax bracket. There's no state income tax in Nevada, right? Correct. Okay, so you're in a high tax bracket, but you're not in you're not in 32 anymore. You're in 24 percent, right? Mm-hmm. So you know there is some 
argument for maybe in the future when you, if you were to stop working at 60, you'd have some time to do some conversions. You really would. So maybe we'll leave some extra money in cash just, you know, but that's nine years from now. So I feel like, I don't know, maybe you're going to be accumulating. I don't know. We'll have to see. But for the kids, if they've got 75 grand each, I think we kind of need like the 12-year-old is pretty close now. So we're really like five years away. We need private school. You said out of state or private school. So like, are we talking you need 60 grand a year for college or like do you have, you know, in today's dollars? Are we talking about that caliber of private school? Per year? Yeah. Hopefully not that much. Maybe like 40. Okay. All right. That's fine. You know, you can make lump sum deposits into these accounts. Mm-hmm. which you might do right out of this CD and cash pile mm-hmm. so that you can really top these off. And then that'll help your cash flow a little bit, you know, instead of maybe the 16 grand a month, did that include the thousand dollars a month in the 529 plans? Uh, yes. Okay. So maybe we're really at 15 a month. So already, you know, like if we can, I feel like if we can deploy the cash and get it in the 529 plans, you can be like, oh, I can rest assured college done. I've just paid for it. It's done. Besides that, how else would you be thinking of deploying this cash? You're not going to pay off any mortgages because that's mortgages are making your rental properties work well. The mortgage for your house is cheap. So are you okay investing this money yourself? You already have a brokerage account. Would you just add it to your brokerage account? Uh, Yes. And I'm trying to clean up because I have a lot of target date funds in the retirement accounts. So I'm planning to kind of sell all that stuff in retirement and get down to just like four, uh, a portfolio of four different, you know, bonds and stocks, you know, kind of simplify life a little bit. Well, I love that because that's part of the housekeeping. And then, you know, we can make sure that your brokerage account is tax efficient and index funds will definitely help with that. I mean, are you feeling like I'm scared to pull the trigger because what if the market fell dramatically or are you just like, is it just inertia? It's just that we got a lot of this money in the last six months. And I wanted to make sure that everything kind of got cleaned up. And then I'm ready to deploy it into the stock market and do those things. Okay. I know that like you can- dollar cost average. I was just going to say, exactly. Why not do that? And then that will force that will force you to keep on plan, right? Don't second guess yourself. That's what I would say. I would protect myself against that moment where you feel like I don't want to invest because the world's falling apart. That's when you do want to invest, right? Mm -hmm. So it is always really hard to do. But if you set this up automatically, then you really can make sure the money is invested. That's why it's kind of easier with a 529. It's like you punch that money in there. It's done. You don't have to worry about it. Let it do what it's going to do. Should um, dollar cost average into that as well? I don't know. Are you going to really do it? I'm, I'm like worried that you're going to be like, okay, here's my big concern. I'll do it, whatever's best. All right. So whatever best is whatever you can stick to. I mean, you've done all this hard work. You've got tons of money. You're going to be able to do whatever you want to do for retirement. Your kids are going to get educated. So I don't want to drive you crazy. So I, all I want to do is create some game plan that will get you on track for funding the kids' college education and get yourself invested. So if you want a dollar cost average in both the 529 accounts and 
the brokerage account, that's fine with me. The only thing I need you to do on your end is just double check the rules of your 529 Mm -hmm. to make sure you don't violate their funding because some of them have specific rules about how much money you can put in over the course of a certain amount of time. Yeah, I think ours are 85 each for a five-year period. Yeah. All right, so that would be perfect. So set it up. Get the automatic transfers in there going or just like nudge yourself, put something in your calendar, make sure it happens. Leave yourself with plenty of cash and CDs because like you said, you know, you want to have money for these properties. You want to have money that's available if you need anything for just your own needs. And then you'll be able to get the money to work, be efficient, hit your retirement goals, get those kids educated. You're in great shape. You're in amazing shape. I don't know what to do about this rental property. I feel like it's fine for now. At some point, you're going to make a different decision, I think. Yes, it's just not too difficult for me now. I might kind of push that off until after I retire. Exactly. And maybe then, yeah, that might be a great idea. And then even in in a retirement, when your income goes down, that could be a nice chunk of time where you could convert your pre-tax retirement assets and start doing that slowly because you're not going, I mean, you are going to be claiming this pension of 90 grand a year, 89 grand a year, even, you know, if it's 60, you said it's 70 something, you know, that's a significant change in a tax bracket for someone like you. And uh, and in your situation, you know, you would be probably because you're going to convert a lot of money, you'll still end, in the 22, end up in the 22% tax bracket. But, you know, you'll lock it in, you're done. And this just presumes that tax brackets don't go up on us. But for now, I think this is a good game plan. And also for now, just while we're doing some financial housekeeping, do you have your estate documents done? Uh, we are working on those. I knew I'd catch you. So here we've talked all this time. Okay. And I am really, I'm, I'm delighted that you gave us a holler, but we've talked all this time. And what I'm really worried about in your situation is if something bad were to happen to you and what's going to happen to your family. So the, the critical issue for you is to get those documents done. It's even more important than get your money to work. It really is. Can you live with that? Yes, we just got, we just got more life insurance and we've already started, uh, cause my wife never had life insurance and we started, uh, filling out the will, will, uh, questionnaire, but we're going to have all that. All this stuff is going to be done. It is Financial Housekeeping 101 with James. I cannot thank you enough for getting in touch with us. Get your game plan together. Get that dollar cost averaging going. Get your estate docs done and retire at age 60. You'll be good. Sound like a good plan to you? Sounds great. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure. If you are seeking some financial housekeeping, we would love to help you out. I love this kind of cleanup. And, you know, you don't have to have a million dollars in the bank. You know, I mean, or almost two million in his case. I do think that for a lot of people, many issues are sort of hanging in the balance. Usually this happens, you know, life gets, you know, the best of you and you're raising four kids, you're raising two kids, you got a big life, you got a big career and you don't attend to this financial housekeeping. If you need help doing that, we would be delighted to help you out. So all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. While you're on the website, buy the book, The Great Money Reset. 
I think that James could do a reset in his sleep, by the way. He's got tons of uh, opportunities. And subscribe to our brand new service, Jill on Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars and more special content. All right. It has been a fantastic show. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work. Change your wealth. Change your life. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 